Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name is Cammy Bell. I am uh, taking over flagship duties for the week as uh, our overlord and master, uh, Mr David Edgar, is currently driving home from having a wee weekend away, uh, seeing Blur down in uh, the town of Newcastle. And hopefully David and his wife Sally have had a wonderful wee trip away as well, well deserved as well. Someone joining me on flagship this week, one of my favourite podders from our Patreon network and a regular uh, contributor to almost all of our shows on there, Mr. Colin McMillan. Colin, thank you for joining me on Flagship. The last of the season. Yeah, pleasure, Cammy. Thank you. You're one of my favourite podders as well. Um, you and I let loose on the flagship, eh? It's like when they let Dougal do a funeral. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the really good thing, though, Colin, is that this is the the last flagship of a, what I think has been a fairly poor season. Um, I, I know that there's going to be some rays of light that we will talk about within it as well, but we are going to cover uh, the last game uh, um, on last Saturday. I I think just glad to see the back of it now and yeah, it's just been a a, a fairly damp squib of a season. Yeah, a season that promised so much at times, Cammy, but frequently just let us down and we didn't do the simple things right and it meant we couldn't achieve the good things. Um, we worked so, so hard for years and years to get ourselves back in a position for the Champions League. We got there and we hated every second of it, I think it's safe to say. It wasn't an enjoyable experience, our Champions League campaign. We, we fell far, far behind in the league early, so far so that it became just too much to recover, even with a change of manager. So mistakes in cup semi-finals, mistakes in cup finals. There's not a lot of good stuff to look back on. I'm hopeful, Cammy, that when we look back at this season in the future, that we kind of look back at it as... The birth or the start of the the Michael Bielera and all the goodness that comes after that, and that's the kind of one good thing you you can say for this season, hopefully. But we can't even do that yet. We're still waiting. But yeah, it's a season that I don't think anybody would be rushed out to buy the DVD for if such a thing still existed. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, like you say, we. I mean, there's no point. You know, I don't necessarily want to start it off negatively. We'll talk about, you know, some highlights of the season um, as as we kind of wrap up the show this week. But yeah, it's it's been a tough one. Now, before we get into the the, the game in Paisley on Saturday afternoon, I just want to give a really really big shout out and special thanks uh, to everyone who was able to join us at our debut show uh, at New Edmondson House on Friday night. Um, Colin, we've done these shows all over the world, really. Um, been able to play in in the new venue, and it's still a new venue. I know. I think a lot of people who went on Friday night it's maybe the first time in New Edmondson House. Um, absolutely huge for us. We uh, we were privileged to be asked to play there by the club. Um, my my feeling is that it went well. I know that you absolutely burst your pan in uh, with the merch stall and stuff as well. Our people love hat they love to buy shite and they also love a raffle they did not disappoint and uh, a big thanks as well to not only the 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 podders who helped out you know yourself our guys on stage in terms of also helping us out with with some of the prep and stuff dealing with kevin thompson who again i thought was excellent he's always good value when he comes into these things um but just a really great night and um went off without a hitch Uh, a huge huge thanks to everyone who came along yeah, it was, it was a wonderful night, Cammy. A really good night. And like you say, we've done these shows for a long time now in a, in a bunch of different venues. We've done them in pubs. We've done them in Ibrooks in the Ibrooks suite. We've done them in theatres. We've done them in social clubs. Um, but that was something special. That was a that was a proper concert venue we were in on Friday night, and it felt it. Everything just felt bigger. Um, the, where I was situated, I was quite near the front door where we were sitting with the merch and everything, and watching the people actually coming in at the start of the night it's, it seemed to be just like a never-ending a clown's car of a door almost just people coming in non-stop um what was it 850 900 people or so and it was amazing for me cammy just the amount of people that came up said hello said how much they enjoyed the shows said how much they feel the community side of the patreon network and all the daily shows and all the different stuff we did all the coverage we offer on there makes them feel a part of something and how much that means to them and it's a part of their day it's a part of their life and it's it's important to a lot of people. And I think that's something we always suspected. It's something we've been told before. But hearing it en masse from so many people on Friday night, it was it was a wee bit life affirming, Cammy, in terms of what we do and the, the, the impact it has on some people. And it was it was just a great night to experience that and to meet so many listeners. So yeah, a great one and um very much looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Um people have been asking me already, Colin, when the next one is, and I've learned having managed David Edgar for a number of years now that if you want them to do something don't ask them straight away uh manage your expectations accordingly because if i was to ask david to snow let's do another show some point soon his immediate answer would be no no we need to wait until david finds a a stormtrooper's outfit or something that he wants to buy himself or something that he needs and then you might be tempted to do another show but yeah it's the, the way to david's heart isn't saying can i it's just waiting until he decides for himself yeah, he's a homeowner now as well. Um, so it might be that's interesting true. to see, you know, whenever I don't know if the roof starts to get a leak or something like that as well. That's the quickest way for you to be able to organise another live show. So, yeah, be. listen. On a serious note, thank you um, to everyone who came along. Really glad that you, you know, you enjoyed it and stuff. It was a privilege for us to do. And uh, yeah, on a on a on a very serious note, we will look at being able to try and and, and organise another show, hopefully pretty soon. Um, Colin, we carried on um, with our great weekend going into Saturdays. We travelled over to Paisley to take on St Mirren. Um, a 3-0 win. 
a couple of fashion Sakala goals, uh, a third from uh, Tony Cholak getting involved. Uh, we'll talk a little bit around, obviously, what that means overall, but there's a couple of call-outs which I think that we, we, we should talk about. Um, and in particular, I want to talk about a performance from John Suter. Um, I, I have kind of said, either on the flagship or extra or on our Patreon shows, that since the, the, the league has been kind of done and dusted, right, I think probably much that defeat at Parkhead, although, you know, it was still mathematically possible. I think most of us were realists, right? I think most of us were realists even back in January when the manager came in and it was still a nine-point gap that, you know, we were we were going to struggle. So I think what's interesting for me is how we've been able to see some players fitting within a squad that is going to be here next season. Uh, we can't get rid of everyone. That's just simply not going to happen. So we could use these games as a bit of an opportunity. Even since, as I say, that old firm um, game in, in January, then the old firm defeating the league, it, it's pretty much put the writing on the wall. But you've seen players been able to come in. I look at guys like Todd Cantwell, uh, Nicholas Raskin has been able to come in. Their, their, their work rate and their attitude has been absolutely superb. But I think what it has done is given us an opportunity to look at guys like John Suter, and been able to see, you know, how he fits within that team. And, and I want to give him a special shout-out because I thought he was excellent on Saturday. I think he was as well, yeah. I think he's actually been, on the whole, pretty excellent since he came back to fitness, Cammy. Um, I think sometimes we do John Suter a bit of a disservice because every conversation we have with him, or about him, I should say, tends to start with the caveat that if he stays fit, if he's healthy, if he's not injured. I think we need to get away from that now because he's came back from injury, Cammy, and stayed fit. And he's fit at the moment. He's just been called up to the Scotland squad and he's going to do a full pre-season with us. So we need to kind of maybe just get that idea out of our head for a little bit while and just concentrate on the player that he is and what he can actually do, which is what he's been doing the last couple of months, which has pretty much been an excellent defender. Um, he's not just like a good defender, Cammy. He's, he's, he showed actually quite a good few um, instances where I've seen good leadership abilities from him as well. I, I remember a moment with Fredo Morelos um, got off his head at somebody. Uh, Suter was one that ran over to him straight away, grabbed him, pulled him away, sorted it out. I think he'd done similar with Todd Cantwell in another game as well. Um, he's a smart footballer. He's also not just a, a no-nonsense, no-frills defender. He can pass the ball, Cammy. He can start attacks as well. We've seen over the years how advantageous the the long diagonal ball from Connor Goldson has been at starting off attacks at times. Having another defender that can do similar and start passes like that, it just allows the midfield to move that little bit further up at the start of attacks, and it helps that overall side of play as well. So very impressed with him. Um, delighted if he's going to be part of a, a, a defence of what four centre-halves will probably use next season. Well, four centre-halves and we'll pick maybe two, maybe three of them, depending on the formation. If he's one of those four, um, I don't think we'll go too far wrong if we've got another three that are the same standard as him. Yeah, and I think, you know, we have to give a, a bit of a call-out because one of the things that we've we've spoken a lot about, right, in terms of remembering that players are human, right? And and I think, you know, we've, we've discussed it quite a bit with Yanis Hadji. We've we've talked about being able to try and get players back into a, a regular style of play. Now, I'm not going to sit here and polish turds and turn around and say, yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal because obviously the caveat to all of this has to be, you know, do it when there's something to play for. But what I do want to just kind of call out within that that, space for, for John Suter is, you know, he's came into to the biggest club he's ever going to play for. Um, it hasn't been a great start because of injury. He has worked his way through that. He's, he's maintained the focus on being able to to try and come in to, to deliver. Um, horror show at Parkhead where, you know, he's obviously liable for one of the goals. 
but he still got the resilience and the character to to stay committed to being able to try and deliver. And I think you're right. And I think one of the things I would say is that when he's got the ball at his feet, I think you're right. I think he's he's really good with it. It feels to me like this is like a like a plaudit that we would give a foreign player really quickly, but we seem slow to do it with a domestic player. Does that make sense? Yeah, he's, we, we, he's, he plays a bit like an ammo or a, somebody like that, whereas you, you think of a Scottish defender and your head just goes Colin Hendry, doesn't it? And you just can't put them all in that sort of bracket. When he's not like that, he's silky, he's got skills, he can move the ball. So yeah, he, but you're right. So it is the Scottish thing, player that comes from our league as well. They don't get the credit they deserve because they don't have that shiny foreign name when they come through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, an interesting game, I think it's fair to say, on Saturday, Colin, with regards uh, the approach, I think, to both uh, from both teams. Um, really, you know, nothing left to play for. Uh, for St Mirren, I think quite a few of their players were quite happy to see it as a as a as a end of season. Let's just, you know, uh, get the get the cocktails in order. Uh, we're wrapped up and done. Holiday will be pretty much pretty much happening. Um, Fashion Sakala opened the scoring with um, an interesting goal. He beats about 18 players in the box <laughs> and still looks like from about eight yards out that he's going to miss. He does get a bit of a, kind of a rough stick with it, right? And I know that someone, probably Adam Thornton, is listening to this going... Well, you know his numbers. His numbers. I understand all of that, but you, I think what you saw in that in that one move for the opening goal on Saturday was where he can do things really, really well, where he can create opportunities for himself, and he can make the simplest chance almost look like he has to really concentrate on what he's doing. It, it just it looks unnatural. However, he finished. He got the goal that he, he was looking for, and I think you know. Does he give himself a bit more to play for in terms of, you know, next season being part of the rebuild, being able to be part of that squad? I'm not suggesting for a single minute that we don't tackle the overriding fact we need a striker. Of course we do. We need to we need to buy forwards. But Fashion Sakala hasn't had the worst end of season. He, he hasn't. Um, he's got assists. He's got goals. I think he's got 21 goal involvements um, this season, which the vast majority of our squad are nowhere near, Cami. Um, the problem with Fashion Sakala is kind of what you were alluding to earlier. The, the more time he's got to do something, the more difficult it seems. Um, he will score his goals, he will get assists for us, but can he be trusted in the big games? And history tells us he can't, because in those big games where you get one chance, maybe two chances, he's let us down in cup finals and semi-finals against our biggest rivals, and that's hard to remove from your thought process when you're trying to assess him as a player. Um, can he stay, do a job for us, score a lot of goals against the smaller teams? Yes, he probably can. Is there space in the squad for somebody that can do that, depending on who we buy this summer? Yes, there probably is. However, Fashion Sakala, as a first eleven, starting 99% of the games that Michael Beale's been here for, I don't think that's a, a viable thing going forward if we want to make the advancements that we want to and be stronger and be more clinical in the, in the final third, which is the thing Michael Beale keeps talking about. He seems like a great guy, Cammy. He seems like a cracking guy to have around the team. His teammates seem, all seem to love him. He's got actually a lot of good skills if you watch him. He actually traps a ball and brings a ball down brilliantly. Some, some of his it's, first touch is exquisite. It yeah, really is. It's, it's like the ball's coming to me, he just does it and it makes it happen. But it's then when he goes on the dribble or when he starts to think of what he needs to do next, sometimes it goes a bit wrong and you just you couldn't bet about what he's going to do next. So 
I mean, that's that's frustrating for us watching him, but it must be quite difficult defending against him as well because the defender won't know what he's going to do next either. He's going to curl one in the top corner or he's going to trip over the ball. He's just not consistent, you know. I suppose it comes back to the thing that if he was consistent, it probably wouldn't be at us. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there is a space room in the squad. He's, he's not a striker. I think he's certainly a winger or a guy that comes out in from wide. Um, and there's a place certainly in the match day squad for him, and I think he could be quite dangerous as a player coming off the bench with the speed that he's got and uh, the, the skills that he has. Yeah, so I probably would keep him around for the point you made earlier that we can't just sell everybody. We can't replace a full squad of 25 people. So if you've got a guy that's had 20-odd goal involvements in a season, it would seem silly to put him at the head of the queue for people to get rid of. The issue with Fashion Sakala probably isn't him. The issue is that we've had to over-rely on Fashion Sakala and he's became somewhat of a main man for us and he is not good enough to be a Rangers main man, but he can still contribute. Yeah, he can. And, and and like you say, I mean, he also loves a wee halftime break because he's so so frequently scoring <laughs> as soon as we start the second half, which he duly did in Paisley. Um, Rangers 2-0 up and winning. This was not a contest. This wasn't a competition. It was very, very much an end-of-season game. Um, some interesting changes, I think, Colin, with about 20 minutes to go. Um, Borna Barisic coming on with Scott Arfield. Scott Arfield obviously had his farewell at Ibrox during the week. Adam Devine comes on for James Tavernier, something which, and please don't shoot me if you're if you're a huge James Tavernier fanboy, but something which I think we would do well to try and emulate next season because I think that there has been times where we've overplayed James Tavernier and he needs to, I'm not saying he didn't get a rest, he's not old, I don't mean it like that, but there's times where he's a, a, an amazing attacking option for us not just in his penalties but in terms of being able to go forward and be able to get and there's been times where I think across the course of this season maybe last where he's just looked a little bit jaded a little bit tired if we're going to stick with Adam Devine and we're going to do that then I'd like to see this move a little bit more frequently Tony Cholak comes on for Fashion Sakala Sakala I don't know if it was you Colin right? I don't know if you if you felt the same as me Sakala looked a little bit frustrated that he was coming off. I don't know if he felt he was in a hat trick. I don't know if he was... It's probably the only time, and you mentioned his character earlier on, and that that smile, that damned smile. (laughs) But he looked a little bit disappointed to be coming off, if I'm honest. He did look disappointed, and I suppose if you've got a player on two goals, you want them to be jumping at the back to try and get the hat trick. So you do kind of want that disappointment. You don't want the insulin sound that we've seen in the past, but you want the guy desperate to stay in the pitch, desperate to keep playing. Maybe as well. He he's a character, uh, Cammy, that I get the impression that he just absolutely loves playing football, and that's his bread and butter. He, he gets a lot of joy from the game, and getting subbed off before the end was the end of his season, and maybe that made him sad as well. I don't know, but yeah, he didn't look happy to be coming off. But we need to make these changes. We've we've long said that we wanted the five subs, the five subs rule in Scotland, and wanted it to stay because it's a rule that we can take advantage of and we can use with the squad that we've got. Tav's a perfect example. We don't need Tav to be playing 55, 50-odd full games every season for six years. He needs to have a rest every now and then. And we also need to do the best we can for young Divine and give him opportunities to develop and play in the team. So that's an ideal substitution to make. It's what I hope we see, like you say, next season too. We've got Tony Cholak, who the manager said himself yesterday, he's not seen the best of him since he came in. He's got to put himself in the manager's plans. He's got to show the manager what he can do. And he had 20 minutes yesterday to show him at the end of the season that maybe I'm worth hanging about next season for as well. He knows what Sakala can do. He knows what Sakala's all about. He's still to be convinced on Cholak, I think. So getting him on to show that he's still capable of getting a goal for us from that well-worked corner 
was well worth doing as well. So yeah, but to answer your first question, I think he was a little bit annoyed, but I think it was in a good way rather than a negative way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, when we come on to Cholak, um, as I mentioned before, and I think you probably saw this, uh, you know, with Yanis Hadji calling that you've got players who, for one reason or another, whether it's injury or, or not been able to feature or just, you know, selection or, or however we're going to use them, um, probably haven't featured as much as they would like. Tony Cholak scores what I thought was a really well-worked move um, a great corner from Todd Cantwell. Todd Cantwell takes a corner. That's something which he has been looking to be able to try and do since he came to Ibrox. And the amount of times that boy has went over to take a corner as Tav has been walking in the general direction and uh, hoping that he could just take one and he's not been allowed a shot of it. However, he's taken one and we've scored from it. So from a from a success rate, I would say his figures are right up there and probably better than Tabs as it stands, but we know it won't be a regular thing. A great goal. Um I would like to suggest that that is, is well needed for for uh, Antonio Cholak. You could see him jumping into the crowd, being able to get into it, and similar to Hadji, probably a bit of a relief, probably a bit of kind of emotion coming out there as well, which again I think shows why it's a benefit to get these guys involved if they think that that lights the spark in them for next season. Absolutely, yeah. He, I mean, he started like a train, Cammy. He was fantastic at the start of the season. He fired us into the Champions League, don't forget. Um, and he scored a lot of goals in the early part of the season. Um, he then got injured. He was then coming back from injury and he kind of broke down again and he's had a couple of niggly things since then, which hasn't been ideal, which is why it kind of leads to the manager not seeing the best of him and probably not been able to make a full assessment of um, suitability to carry on and whether he could be a guy that would design for us or plays, or plays a role in that front three. So, yeah, he would have wanted to finish the season on a high and he's done that by coming on and getting the goal. It was a well-worked corner routine straight off the training ground. Uh, what I liked most about it was that they did exactly what they went to do. And not only was Cholak um, pretty much on the line, ready to head it in, there was another two Rangers players beside them with the same idea. So it was well-worked. They all knew what they were doing, but it was Cholak that was able to rise up and get the header. And all done the world of good. He's a, he's a great big guy. He always comes across well in interviews and stuff. He wants to do well. And um, he's somebody as well that I would keep around as well. He's... Like I said earlier, um, there's there's a lot of players not contributing compared to what he's able to do for us, and um, he, he's shown that he can score goals. He he might not be someone that starts every old fun game, Cammy. He might not be somebody that starts all the European games, but Chris Boyd didn't do that either, and he's our league top ever scorer. So it's um, it's he's the, he's the SPL, I should say, set top scorer. So there's, there's certainly a space for somebody like Tony Cholak in our team. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how we can feature within the manager's plans. But I mentioned that before about, obviously, um, you know, we're going to have to use the squad and be pragmatic with some of our choices because, you know, when we get to the stage where we're having to play John Lundstrom at centre-half because of injuries and because of, you know, one reason or another, Colin, um, and, and as we're going to touch on shortly regarding the the, the, the the rebuild, the revamp, and the it's a big summer for Rangers, cliche alert. Um 
been able to use the guys in and around the squad more, I think probably um, more tactfully, which I know obviously is, is, is about managing their expectations and stuff as well. We're obviously going to be bringing people in. So I think that the guys who are here next season and they're, they're planning on staying, um, he, he understands you know, that these guys will have to consider where their options are uh, for whether or not they'll be starters, whether or not they'll be involved as much as they would like. Um, I don't think for a minute Tony Cholak wants to sit and, and, and not be involved because I've always seen good things from him. I think, you know, we mentioned about his attitude, his approach to the game. That's all great. If the manager's going to be looking at a different type of striker to be able to try and come in, I still think Antonio Cholak can do something for us domestically, even if it's within the cups more frequently or anything else like that. There's still definitely a place for him uh, within the Rangers squad. Definitely, totally agree. So three uh, 0 we're done and dusted. Uh, season is all all wrapped up. Um, I think Colin, it's it's you know we've we've said this already in terms of where we're at looking across the course of the season, a real mixed bag in terms of what we were expecting. The highlight for me has to be the qualification for the Champions League, purely because it got us back into to. Uh, a table which, let's face it, we are very much not invited to. Um, it, it is just moving more and more like a juggernaut to be able to try and be elite clubs only. But there's obviously the financial incentives. I think seeing your name and hearing the Champions League music does bring in a degree of, of kudos back to the club, which is definitely missing from a European platform, even you know following Seville. Yeah. But what it did do is give us a very, very harsh reminder that there's uh, chasms of quality. We need to be able, in my opinion at least, to use that as the yardstick that we need to be able to try and get to. If we want to improve, we want to do that. Yes, of course, we want to do that domestically for sure. But, you know, you're only going to be able to get better by playing against the best. So whilst I appreciate that in some instances the Europa League might be more fanciful for us, I still want Rangers involved at the top tier whenever possible. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's where we belong, Cammy. We're one of the clubs that was there at the kind of inaugural setup of that competition. We should be at the top table, the the size of club that we are, and where we want to be in Europe. That's that is the top table. It's where we should be. For me, probably a realistic and realistic and ideal sort of thing for us is qualifying for the Champions League. And then finishing well enough in the table to drop into that Europa League spot after that, and then continuing your European adventures in that competition further along in the season. I think that's kind of a realistic place where we would like to be, what we should be doing. And should we qualify this season, we'll be third seeds, which means that going by the seedings alone, that's what's expected of you in the group. So that's the kind of thing for me. Go to the Champions League, do what you can there, get the kudos of being in there, get the money for being in there, uh, all the other things that come with it. It's not just a case of, while we're in the Champions League, it allows you to attract a better standard of player. We've seen this season, it allows you to attract more sponsorship, more companies wanting to get involved in the club and all that stuff as well. And then you carry on in the Europa League, hopefully, when you can when you transfer into that. And you can have a really good run in that competition, as we've shown capable of doing over the last couple of years. Um, it was a rude awakening this year, Cammy. It was, it was a shock. Um, and it always is the Champions League because you're up against things that you're just you're not even close to experiencing in our league. Even when you play like an old firm game, that that's not in the same caliber of opposition as what you're coming up against when you play an Ajax, uh, when you play an Napoli. Napoli ran away with Serie A this season, Cammy. That's how good they've been. Um, Liverpool, a poor season for them in their league, but it's still Liverpool. It's still Mo Salah. It's still the players they've got all over that team. 
And um, we, they taught us a lesson. It's a big, big step up, but it won't be as big a step up next season. We'll be better prepared for it. We'll have a better squad. Um, I think there's no doubt about it. We're going to have a better squad. We can't possibly be starting games with injury issues that we did this season. So hopefully we get through the qualifying and we get another crack at it. And I, I don't want to put any guarantees out there, but we have to do better this season or this new season in the Champions League than we did this year. Can't be much I like the way it. you say that. You know, <laughs> the injuries, the injuries can't get worse. Some somewhere in the medical team at Ibrox, somebody's heard that and went, "Challenge accepted." So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I mean, I make jokes about it and stuff, but you, listen, you're absolutely right because we need to make sure that it's not just about um, winning the league, which is absolutely essential. I'm not suggesting that for a minute, but we need to be able to to focus this rebuild and by the way and I'm on record calling right is saying we also need to set expectations accordingly we're not going to get all of this right within one window right it's that's not going to happen the manager in my opinion unless things go dramatically wrong needs a couple of windows to get it you know to get in the core nucleus of what we need so we know the positions that we're talking about so you know striker as we've spoken about potentially you know another centre half centre midfield goalkeeper etc so we know where we've got areas that we need to focus on but what we've just mentioned there is the size of the squad about being able to try and come in it's not unfeasible for us to be able to bring in players that we look at as prospects that we can involve within you know bottom six league games because the manager i think has got the domestic league sussed he's already beaten celtic now so therefore that's his target for next season but as well as all of that domestic progress and as well as making sure that we, we win the league, be able to give that European commitment, you've just mentioned the benefits. It's not just the sponsorship and commercial opportunities, which I'm absolutely certain that our CEO will take full advantage of, but it's also about the player attraction. It's about being able to get players to come into Scotland, which, let's face it, is not the best market in the world, um, for being able to come in and then do well and then move yourself on with. Not everyone's going to be a Calvin Bassey or a Joe Aribo, etc. What's really important for us, however, is to be able to bring players in. They get a taste of some of that European football. It's an enticement to them. Um and fundamentally, it's our job to stay within that tournament as long as, or, you know, stay within Europe as long as we possibly can. Then we potentially take some of the benefits into the mid-season window. And if we have to invest, then we will. Because, let's face it, Cantwell and Raskin have been a tremendous success and we paid money for them to bring them in early. And they're already looking like they've been Rangers players for a number of years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the key point is that We've got one transfer window coming up here before the season starts. We're not going to right every wrong in that one window. We can't. But what, I'm, what I do um, feel and I'm very confident in, which I'm not always confident going into these windows with Rangers, is that there's a joined up plan. There's an idea in mind. The manager knows what he's looking for. He knows exactly where he needs to strengthen. He knows how to do it. And he's got players in mind. He spoke at the weekend that there's three or four players almost there in terms of signing. Um, there'll be more to come after that. He's very confident and he's very excited about what's coming to us. Um, we know the areas that need to strengthen. This this window, the, the forward line's huge. We've lost Ryan Kent, we've lost Alfredo Morelos. Um, we've struggled all season for goals, really. Um, our, our, our right back, as we spoke about last week, is our top goal scorer, and that's not good enough. So um, that forward line is the, the key one to get right this summer, where it's a couple of strikers can win a wide player, at least one wide player strengthen that, probably the centre-half to come in, we need a goalkeeper to come in, we do that. Um, the midfield, 
isn't in the worst of places if people stay fit. I think it would strengthen hugely in January. Potentially one more person to come in there would help. And then you maybe look at strengthening that midfield further in the next window. And that's where you kind of put the emphasis on that one in the winter and prove that and get that kind of those people coming the way we saw with Raskin and Campbell this year. But the forward line, shoring up the defence and a, a new number one is probably the main thing so that we're looking to get out of this window. And like I say, I'm actually quite confident of it happening. Um, I, I think we're, we're going to achieve what we need to achieve. I think we're going to spend money. I don't think we're going to be disappointed in terms of money spent. We just have to hope it's spent wisely. But we can only give the manager the kudos that he's earned in January. He's bought two players in January and they've both been excellent, Cammy. So we've got to stand by him and hope that he can recreate that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Obviously, you know, we're already starting to bring in players such as uh, Kieran Dowell, etc. And, and that's what I wanted, Colin, was we couldn't stagnate in terms of our business. I am not daft, right? You're not daft. And the people listening to this are not daft. Football transfer negotiations are not easy, right? They're not simplistic things to do. I'm not suggesting that, you know, that they're incredibly, incredibly difficult because we've seen deals done that you and I both know, you know, have been done very, very quickly. But I don't want to rush our business, but I do want to do business quickly so that if we're looking at signings or potential signings, I should say, that I don't really want a... A, a, an unnecessary delay to be able to try and get the deal over the line. If we can be a little bit, um, you know, cutthroat with some of our business, we can see that there's value. Let's go and get that player. Let's let's get them signed. Let's get them in the group. Then let's get them, um, you know, in, in, incorporated into what we're trying to do here. Because the message from the manager, I think, to not only the new intake, but from some of the players that we've mentioned there, so you know, you're talking about guys like Suter, like Fashion Sakala, like you know Antonio Cholak, some of these guys who we suspect will 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 be here next season. Um, they've had a taste of what it's like not to win anything, and fundamentally, that's the exact polar opposite of what you need to avoid when you're at Rangers. So, therefore, the message is. You know, we will be absolutely relentless in terms of what we are going after next season, and everyone has to be on board with that. If you're not 100% committed to that in terms of the effort, the application, the belief, the attitude, the the expectancy onto the, the, the man standing next to you, then, you know, it's it's not going to work. And it's, it certainly will not bring trophies back to Ibrox. So I think that that's the message that we have to get across, whether we're doing our business in the, on the, in, the, in the boardroom or in the field. It is about being able to drive, drive forward to success. And again, I'm very comfortable that John Bennett will be looking to to achieve that as much as he possibly can now that he he has the main role. Yeah, absolutely. The the, the thing with the players that are staying, I think all the players that are going to be staying and not going in the summer, I probably get an idea now from what the manager's been saying. Yeah, like guys like Glenn Kamara, I think, is is one of those ones. I think it was quite telling that he started at Ibrox, didn't feature the other day. Yeah, he's had his cheerio. He knows that. Um, I think there's others in that category as well. Um, the ones that are staying um, got a really good example during the week last week, Cammy, of what what you can achieve and what your legacy can be as a Rangers player that when you can have a season, this is disappointing as this one, where you win nothing. But if you hang up your boots at Rangers and you've contributed over the years, you get a send-off like those five players got midweek. That's what this club can do for players. That's the kind of relationship and the legacy that people can have. Even when times are bad, they get an ovation like that, they get a send-off like that. And that's what these players are sticking around want to try and build for themselves as well. That's what they need to do. Um, any players coming in need to buy into that as well. Um, in terms of getting players in early, um, I, I, that does seem to be what we're doing. The the Dowell signing is quite interesting because one of the things he spoke about in his interview when he signed was 
that he initially started speaking to the manager three months ago. So, I mean, that, that gives you an idea how long some of these um, transfers and bosmans can take to happen, Cami. But we identified him three months ago, got in there, got it sorted, and we signed them before the current season had even ended. That's what we want. When these guys can back in for training um, in a couple of weeks' time for pre-season, I think they're, I think they're checked off to Germany or somewhere like that for their, their actual camp. But long before that happens, I want the vast majority of these signings there and ready to go um, too many times in the past. We've waited, Cami, until European qualification to then decide if we want to roll the dice a little bit further and to maybe sign on our couple of players to help in Europe. I don't think we can do that this season. We need to get the players in for the team and the ones the manager wants because Europe's great and Europe's important. Winning our title back's even more important. So give the manager the players he wants that he thinks is going to win, him and win us back our title. Get them in early. Get them around the squad. Get them through the full pre-season and kick off from there. And you know what? If we qualify for the Champions League and it unleashes a little bit more money, then go in and look at some of the other targets that have been identified maybe not going for and see if we can do something with somebody like that or a more experienced player that's maybe not made a squad in England or something like that at that point of the season that you can maybe bring in later in the window. But don't hold back on these signings because of Europe or because of maybe qualifying or anything like that. Go in, get them early and get them ready because next season's huge for everybody. Yeah, and oh, I feel like as if I'm, I'm, I'm shouting into the void here when I say this, Colin, but give them time. Let them come in, let them understand Scottish football, being able to try and do all that kind of stuff. And, and listen, I understand people's scepticism towards that and why they find it difficult because, you know, we are a club that is is, is absolutely born in success. You know what I mean? We, we don't believe that second place is, is anywhere near good enough. And I think that the reason as to why I, I kind of appeal for patience when I talk to the Rangers fan base about, um, you know, anyone that we'd be able to try and bring in is because we, we probably look at things and we're quick to judge. You know, we'll look at players who you mentioned there about, you know, not featured, might play down south, not featured much for their club within that as well. And and again, like you say, we're conditioned to that because we, we struggled to be able to see where we've had a load of success stories with that. But we have one now in players like Todd Cantwell. And listen, most Rangers fans listen to us. If you could get 11 Todd Cantwells with that kind of attitude, that flair, that gallusness, in terms of what he's got, I, you know, I think that that's a successful Rangers team. So there's definitely um, value out there. There's definitely good bargains to be had out there. But we need to allow those players to come in because they won't hit the ground running as well as guys like Cantwell and Raskin. We just need to allow them to embed a little bit. But that can start earlier the quicker we bring them in. So, yeah, um, it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, and I think, like you say, it's, you know, the, the, the entire... Uh, the entire club has a big challenge on its hands now. Um, because one other thing as well we can't forget, Colin, is that we are seeing a lot of experience leave. Uh, you know, guys like Scott Arfield, guys like Alan McGregor. And it's not just that experience in terms of, uh, you know, what they brought to the team, but obviously those uh, probably inspirational figures that we've got within the squad. It's going to be an opportunity now for people to step into some of that. And... Uh, Again, that's going to be important about you know gelling the group together, about making it, um, making it click, you know, holding each other to account. All of the things that there's probably reasons as to why we've we've struggled with some of that this season. Yeah, absolutely. So with, with some of those players that have left, you've got two in particular, Scott Arfield and Alan McGregor, that are integral parts of the squad. I think they call it, they call themselves the leadership team, don't they, Cammy? Um, yeah, it's like, like it's like under the Gerard, they were like the kind of the trusted lieutenants and all of that yeah, kind of thing. We we we've, we've heard thing. of that, yeah. 
Yeah, so Al McGregor, by all accounts, first one in the training ground every morning, one of the last ones to leave. Scott Arfield had a massive role around the club in terms of new signings. He was one of the guys that they would pair up a new signing with to talk to them about, talk to them about the club, talk to them about the stadium, talk to them about the history and all that sort of stuff. That was a role he kind of took on and embraced in the last couple of years. So that's the thing for somebody else to step up and do now as well. And for players that are maybe that little bit younger to step up and be that bit more, bit mature, that, that other voice in the dressing room, that other voice on the pitch and show because there's going to be so many new players, inexperienced players, with a lot to learn, a lot to learn quickly. So we need some of these other guys that have been around the box a little bit, but maybe not been as vocal in the past, maybe not been part of that main group to step up and show what it's all about to be at a club like this because the ones that come are going to have to learn quickly. Yeah, for sure. Um, listen, that will do us um, on flagship for today, for this week, and also for this season for 22-23. For um, on behalf of David, Colin, myself, all of the podders, it's been an absolute privilege to be able to speak to you every week. Uh, although Flagship and Extra uh, will be taking a little bit of a break, you are undoubtedly going to continue to want your Rangers fixes. So why not join us on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. We will continue to give you daily updates. We will continue to give you great Rangers content. We will be looking at some of the archive um, and, and been able to give you some great shows from the past. We're going to be generating some new content for you as well please head on over there and most importantly whenever any transfer news is going to break then we will obviously give you all of the update on there as much as we possibly can within real time Colin um, thank you for joining me on flagship it's been a pleasure to talk to you and again like you say hopefully you're feeling as excited as I am about this break and, and, and the changes and some of the developments we're about to see yeah absolutely it's been a joy talking Cammy. Um, exciting summer coming up and um, it's always good to speak to you guys and uh, thank you for listening folks yes thank you very much my thanks to our executive producers in London Mr Mike Lee and Mr Paul Myers my thank you to my wonderful guest Mr McMillan thank you and thanks to everyone for listening and sticking with us through a, a tough season I think it's fair to say we will be back at the beginning of 23-24 and as I say you know where to get all of your Rangers content between now and then as well have a brilliant summer folks and we'll speak to you soon bye bye Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.